taught us democracy. America introduced democracy into Africa. Okay. There can never be a military rule in Britain or America. Never. They will not accept it. Because in their culture, mm -hmm. they know that the soldier has its place in the society. And everybody understands that. Now they bring the same culture to my people. And the soldiers are now ruling many African countries. And America and Britain makes, does business with these governments. But these governments cannot be legal governments because they are military governments, which they cannot accept in their countries. So that cannot be fair. These are the kind of things we're fighting about. Africa has to improve by its own methods. After the civil war that happened due to the pogrom that took place in the northern and southeast region, Jacob Gowan came out to give his infamous statement. He said, No victory, no vanquished. He meant to say that there is no clear winner and there is no clear loser. That particular statement can be relatable to the situation of Nigeria. We are still at a stalemate for years. Due to this stalemate and economic challenges, social and political challenges we have and we are facing in the country, some youth have started vouching for a military regime. They believe if the military take over, the country will be a better place to live. But that is debatable. I believe it is up to us to debunk such theories. And that is why on this episode today, the Odaga podcast, we are going to be talking about why a civilian government is better than a military regime. And we all know that we've had a military period in Nigeria down from 1966 to 1999. We have, we had a period of tyranny. So today I'm here with Anne and we're going to be talking about why the civilian government is preferable to a military regime and why you should debunk theories as such. Hello and thanks for joining me on my podcast today. How are you doing? Hi, Harry. Good day. It's a pleasure to be here. I am doing very well. Thank you. How are you doing? Well, Anne, it's also a pleasure being here with you. I am doing very, very great. If we take away the problems we have in the country, <laughs> or we can take away the things I'm facing, the, the financial challenges we're all facing in the country, then I can say I'm feeling very, very great. So, Anne, how do you feel about the current situation of Nigeria? Do you feel optimistic? Hmm. Nigeria, my country, like, it's a sure devastating. It's nothing to write home about. It's like, you know, like a bad page in a novel. You just cannot wait to flip past. Like, when you feel you've seen it all, like, you know when something is so bad, you trust this just has to be it. This just has to be the end. And out of nowhere, worst arises, showing its ugly head. Ah, whatever dream you have is quatching it. Ha, that kind of feeling is sinking. 
In fact, the current situation in the country makes our basic human needs unreachable, given the current hike in everything. I mean, <laughs> when the very basic is not of reach, how can you not speak of comfort? When there is no hike in income of the people, like you go outside every day, you keep purchasing things at higher prices, and your, your salaries are not being increased. Mm. Not to even speak of the insecurities. In the face of all of these difficulties, my dear, I tell you, it shields optimism from coming in view. But, you know, right behind all of these thoughts, right behind all of these sapa and suffering and all of that, there's this other feeling nagging behind. You know, telling you this cannot be the end of our story now. Ah, there should be better pages after all, all of this, like a relief from these terrible heartaches and all of that. Yes, actually, hope is what it is called. No matter how little it is, it is there. And for me as a person, I am sure keeping it alive. I have, I have decided to take each passing day as it comes. Looking forward towards a better day. I am optimistic. No matter how tiny it is, I hope Nigeria gets better. Yeah, I like that feeling, Anne. You, you're right. Behind all this sapper, there's this tiny light at the end of the tunnel we are walking towards. We just feel we're going to wake up one day and find a pleasurable Nigeria, a country proud to have us as its citizen, a country where we will toil and toil and toil and become a greater nation. But and with subsequent coups in Africa, some people have considered military rule as a possible solution to the country's current challenges. What is your disposition about this, Anne? Ah, military rule, you say? I agree about the challenges that warrant us training away our freedom, that which our forefathers fought tires, tirelessly to regain from the same military rule. Ah, you know, Nigeria has had a long history of coup with eight coup attempts, six of them being successful. Then I think, yes, and two failed attempts. That was in 1976 and 1990. But since 1999, the country has transferred power through democratic elections, and that has helped usher in greater stability. However, in the African continent, there have been quite a significant increase in coup in the last three years with military figures carrying out takeovers in Gabon, Niger, Burkina Faso, Sudan, Guinea, Chad, and Mali. I think the latest power grab in Africa was um, the one in um, Mali, yes. And it has raised concerns that the progress towards greater democracy could be backsliding. But before we dive deeper into all of this, a little definition for our young listeners would be probably appropriate. Well, according to the Oxford Dictionary, a coup refers to a sudden, illegal, and often violent change of government. It is an attempt by the military or other elites within the state apparatus to take over the act of governance. For a coup to be successful, it lasts for at least one week. Yes, for one week. That's the only time you can say, yes, a coup was successful. As I mentioned earlier, Africa has experienced seven coups since 2020, with Niger being the latest. 
um it was in july 2010 um july 26 pardon me 2023 where the military announced that they had overthrown president muhammad the then civilian president of niger and general abdul rahman became the new head of the country you know one thing that's so funny despite the ecowas intervention like all of which ecowas is saying they've decided to draw um, a mark on sand and all of that i really think i mean the military has proposed a transition period of three years maximum before returning power to civilians <laughs> it's surprising a bit but that's 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 how it works they dictate you will be i for one haven't experienced a corner in literal rule before and <laughs> i do not pray to do so because the experiences of others who have accompanied in compiled in historical books for us to see. And thank God for the internet, we get to discover a lot more about military rule and even, hap- and, and even monitor those happening now. With all of the dread associated military rule, I do not think it would be a second option to any country's agenda. Well, there are certain factors according to the African Union Peace and Security Council in 2014 that unconstitutional changes of government often originate from. They already said as you know, deficiencies in governance, along with greed, selfishness, mismanagement of diversity, mismanagement of opportunities, marginalization, abuse of human rights, refusal to accept electoral defeat, manipulation of constitution, as well as unconstitutional review of constitution to serve you know, narrow interests and corruption. Like, <laughs> corruption should head all of this. Corruption is like ogre of all of this. Well, if you place these factors alongside the challenges we face here in Nigeria, you'll notice that those who think military will be fit at current situation is not far-fetched. But either ways, coup is not what should be on our lips in this era. Research has shown that coup attempts in the past decade have had a far higher success rather than those of previous decades. So why coups are becoming less frequent around the world, they're also becoming more effective. Like, yes, it's becoming so strong that even if it happens, there is no way they are backing down. No, yes, because let's take um, the case of Mali. It's, it, it's a clear example. It shows the difficulty in reversing a coup once it has taken place. Ah, it's a lot, though. Is that what we want to sign up for? where our fundamental human rights will be snatched away from us. I do believe this is not what we want for ourselves and our nation. Military rule is a big no. Yeah, it's true. One of the major challenges of a military government is that under military rule, your fundamental human rights are not valid. You are like an invalid citizen under an invalid government. So, a military rule, a military regime has its fair share of problem. So, Anne, I want your personal view on this. What do you think are the benefits of a civilian government? Well, the benefits of a civilian government is enormous. Yes, it is, despite the challenges we think we face. For, for starters, the freedom of speech we enjoy. Like, you are free to express whatever opinion you hold without fear of being hurt. And, but please be guided. By this, I do not mean defamatory messages. So 
because if you defame a person it is punishable by law let's take for instance this is your podcast now you can come out and speak about whatever is happening around the world without fear so that's that alone that freedom of expression is is one is one great benefit and that is the freedom of movement you can wake up any time any day and move about freely without fear of restriction well, you can also see our, our fundamental human rights are intact, you know, the right to vote and be voted for, the right to life, the right to fair hearing, and all of that. Then, another benefit is the presence of the Constitution. Like, everything we do is guided by the Constitution, as it contains the law that governs us. Yes. So, whatever we do, we make reference to the Constitution, so we'll be guided. Then you talk about the independent judiciary, where uh, elected lawmakers are meant to dispose their activities without interference from the government. And whatever judgments pronounced by the judiciary must be followed by the government. <laughs> Another interesting part is that the judiciary, the judiciary can actually impeach any sitting government from once. Mm-hmm. Like, immediately you they notice some faults and you you can be impeached at any time another area we should look at as a benefit is separation of power between the three chairs of governments that is the federal state and local governments each government with their constitutional supremacy over their over their given geographical area like every government mind their jurisdiction and sought ways to make it better in uh in civilian governments i'd like to say that the armed forces are under the government yes they are answerable to the government this is more like a guide to their actions and carrying out their activities and to create a limit for their action and as such every citizen is accountable for you cannot just go on the street and go down with civilian and go unpunished no you face the consequences the presence of Law enforcement agencies, which help maintain laws and orders, punishing offenders as well, is another great benefit. And I think the decision-making process, you know, the decision-making process in a civilian government is not rushed and rapid. Like, let's say, in the military rule, where decisions are made by one man, like, one man just come, assume a position of conqueror as the champion, and just decide it and to come to pass. In a civilian rule, the Senate approved bills after multiple hearings and much deliberations. This avoid rash decisions as well as waste of public funds. Mm, I think we should stop here now, not limited to all these I mentioned as some of the benefits of a civilian government. Yeah, the decision-making process under the civilian government is far, far better than that of the military government because under the military government, the decision is truly down to one man that is the supreme leader of that particular government. But under, but under civilian rule, things are far, far different. And under the civilian government, we have rights that we can hold on to. So, Anne, what do you think are the challenges of the civilian government in Nigeria? And how do you think they could be overcome? You know, having said all of this, it's often said that whatever has an advantage also have a disadvantage, same as the civilian government. The civilian government have their drawbacks in Nigeria. You can say it's a little overboard, but it is there. 
one major challenge is corruption. Like it pervades the daily lives of Nigerians. Many government institutions do not adequately engage its citizens or even the private sectors and as such lack the capacity to carry out, out their mandates. Like the government creates, you know, malicious ways to accommodate their selfish reasons. Another challenge is the unhealthy political competition between rivalry parties. I say unhealthy because of the extent to which these political actors go to achieve their aspirations. They go as far as even engaging the armed forces that are meant to secure lives and properties of citizens. And then you have to look at the irregularities in resource allocation and you take another look at misinterpretation of the constitution to feed the desires of our elite. You know, like the independent judiciary that is meant to be independent, it's actually dependent on the government of the day. In fact, I should not be enumerating this. Corruption, corruption should be the group name for all of this. Let me just lay the challenges down. Well, mm, yes, I believe there are ways in which we can come out of this. There are ways, there should be a way out. There are definitely ways out of this. The constitution is there as our guide. That which is still should be reviewed. And we should, if we feel the others are not still, we should stick to it and follow it. The judiciary, another thing is the judiciary should be allowed to function independently. Let them breathe. Allow them do what they know how to do. Same goes for the, arm, for the armed forces. They should be allowed to oppose their pledges and disposing their duties instead of being cartoon characters to political actors. If our leaders, if, if they can be intentional about change, the change they so preach, I mean, working on their manifesto and actual, actualizing their premises, a lot of stress will be saved. And this is achievable. It is. If only they quit blame game. That's what we see about succeeding governments. They get on the seat today, and tomorrow, the next thing we hear are lamenta uh, lamentations of how the past government did this or did not do that, and all of that. So much complaints. Everybody insisting they have inherited a bankrupt country and all of that. You know, it's, it's sure very tiring. If they just quit all of this and be intentional, I think it would be better for all of us, yes. Another thing is, the citizens are not left out in this journey of a better working government. As Nigerians, we, we know the rules and regulations. <laughs> let's do well, let's follow them. Yes, we know the country is difficult, the economy is not smiling. We are all going through a lot right now in our daily struggle. But in all of this hustle and bustle, we should do the right thing. Instead of, instead of biting at every government that comes by, what you have to do is pray for them and above all keep the hope alive this will go a long very 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 long way in sustaining our sanity thank you yeah and it's only fair that they quit the blame game because nigerians have toyed and voted for successive government who has done little or nothing to improve their situation so and what are your message to nigerians out there who are hoping for a better future for the country you know, hope is you feeling something is possible. The time, date, and how it manifests is not even known. More like you're a blind man learning to walk. But the thing is, just trust the process. 
trust your instinct. It got to get better. That's how we say it. It go better, future bright. I'm actually here to reaffirm that feeling. Fellow patriotic Nigerians, keep the hope alive. It's going to get better someday. And we all will be a part of that better Nigeria we await. Keep trusting the process and keep believing in Nigeria. Thank you for listening and having me in your studio. Thanks, Anne, for this beautiful episode. It is so informative and I hope to have you back on our podcast next time. And to my audience, thanks for listening to this episode. It is better to stay informed and educated on the situation and challenges of the country. And it is also fair to know that a military regime is not a solution to our problem. A military coup is not a solution to our political problem. It is not a solution to our economic problem. It is only fair that we work together with the civilian government and ensure a better and desirable Nigeria. Thanks for listening guys. Goodbye and good day. You can listen to us on Spotify, Jalof Radio Media and on other podcast platforms. Goodbye.